morning and greetings in Jesus' name. <clears throat> we turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Appreciated the service so far. It was on the Christian walk and being a light and so on. And um, I guess I hadn't paid a whole lot of attention, but my thoughts are very similar. Keep on going. And my title is Walk Worthy. Ephesians 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. We could ask ourselves several questions from this verse. Am I walking worthy? What does it mean to walk worthy? And what is the vocation wherewith I am called? Are you worthy? Am I worthy? What does this walking worthy really mean? I'd like to tell you a story I came across um, to show us the importance of walking worthy. A man was being tailgated by a stressed out, angry woman on a busy street. Suddenly the light turned yellow just in front of him. He did the right thing. He stopped the crosswalk, even though he could have beaten the red light by accelerating through the intersection. The tailgating woman behind him hit the roof and hit the horn, screaming in frustration as she missed her chance to go through the intersection behind him. As she was still in mid-rant, she heard a tap on her window and looked up into the face of a very serious police officer. The officer ordered her to exit her car with her hands up. He took her to the police station. She was searched, fingerprinted, photographed, and actually placed in a cell. After a couple of hours, another policeman approached the cell and opened the door. The woman was escorted back to the booking desk where the arresting officer was waiting for her with personal effects. Lady, I'm very sorry for this mistake, he said. I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn, flashing your lights, yelling and cussing a blue streak at him. Then I noticed the Choose Life license plate holder, the What Would Jesus Do bumper sticker, the Follow Me to Sunday School bumper sticker, and the chrome-plated Christian fish emblem on the trunk. Naturally, I assumed you had stolen the car. This is an old story and probably an urban myth, but doesn't it come pretty close home to us? It did to me. Maybe I never yelled out my window and cursed at someone for getting in my, in my way, but I'm sure, or I know, I blew the horn, revved the engine, rolled my eyes, and put my hands up in the air for that. What the world? And um, shake my head. What next? Come on, get out of the way. Hurry up. Maybe I drive my car like I stole it. For me, too often, the highway tends to be the gray area but it is just as important as every other area of our life. Am I walking worthy in the workplace? Am I walking worthy in my recreation at leisure time? Am I walking worthy when I'm around my friends and peers? Am I walking worthy when I'm alone? Am I walking worthy in the brotherhood? Let's read Ephesians chapter four. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is 
What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk, not as, the other, as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption, that all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We could read on into chapters 5 and 6 and read even more of how the believers should walk, Ephesians is full of that. Uh, we're going to focus in chapter 4 here specifically, where he begins with the walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Similar verse in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 12, that ye would walk worthy of God who had called you unto his kingdom and glory. Most times when we think we are worthy of something, we did something to earn it, and therefore we deserve it. We say we are worthy. I don't think this is really what the scripture is saying simply because there's nothing we can do to be worthy of God's love and to be worthy of God's salvation. <clears throat> it does have to do with the process of our sanctification, I believe. James 2 verse 26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. The word worthy has the idea of matching up. Our actions should match our words. Our lives should match our inward convictions. Bumper stickers might have their place, but do I drive accordingly? The Christian lives his life to prove that he belongs to Christ. The vocation wherewith we are called, I'm not planning to go into depth of finding God's will for our life, but what is our vocation? Where is God going to lead me in life? Those are all valid questions, but this is speaking of the broader sense 
of God's calling in our life to live for him. A couple verses here, 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Acts 26, verse 18. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Colossians 1, verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. God has called us out of darkness and into light. The reality of that is reflected in our daily lives, and that is the burden of this message this morning. <clears throat> if I am called out of darkness to light and living as a child of God, I will walk worthy. I will prove by my life and actions that I am a child of God. We could comprise a huge list of how to walk worthy and even go further into Ephesians like I was talking How to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. One of the first things we see is it is a walk. Maybe I'm taking more out of it than Paul intended, but it is a journey. It's a journey that we take, and it will take continual growth. And there will be mountains and valleys to pass through. We could take the approach that this walk is a hard walk, and with all the valleys and jungles, all the hard things to pass through, it sounds discouraging. <clears throat> How many of you enjoy a good walk or a good hike? I think probably most of us do, right? It's rewarding, it's rejuvenating. We get to the top of the mountain and the view, but we don't necessarily have to wait to the top of the mountain for the view either. Several times on the way up, we can get the glimpses of the beauty. The walk with God does require effort and work and sweat and tears, but it is the most rewarding walk of our life and it leads to eternal life. Walking worthy requires humility. We must be humble. Maybe this brings us back to the vocation wherewith we are called. Our calling is no more special than anyone else's. We are placed in our spot in life for a reason. God has a purpose for each one of us and it takes all of us working together to fulfill his will. Walking worthy glorifies God and seeks the things of others. It's not about us. Long suffering, it mentions giving people the benefit of the doubt, observing it when others mistreat us, mistrust us, or outright hurt us. We forbear in love. We turn the other cheek, as Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Verses 3 through 6 speak of the unity of the Spirit. We have one body and one Spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father. This oneness in Christ makes it possible to have this oneness and unity in the body of believers, one in Christ. This really is the purpose of walking worthy, to be part of the oneness with Christ and the family of God. Jesus Christ has broken down all wall and barriers existing between men. Everyone now can be saved, all nationalities, all people, languages, the poor, the rich. And like that children's song, red, brown, yellow, black, and white, Jesus died for all the children of the world. He died for everyone. <clears throat> Walking worthy, we understand that everyone is precious in the sight of God. We are on the same level. When we accept Christ and walk worthy, 
we have this spiritual bond of peace. Um, it's wrought by the Spirit of God between all believers, all divisiveness, differences, prejudices. They're all set aside, and a spirit of love, peace, and unity exist. Walking worthy brings us into fellowship with other believers. Working together with believers, the unity and oneness of God causes unity and oneness of the body. There is a prevailing spirit of peace with those who are walking worthy. Do we allow prejudices, differences, hurts, jealousies, complaints, criticism, grumblings, gripes, pride and arrogance, comparisons, and dislikes to cause division and disturbance of the peace and spirit of unity? The only way to walk worthy of God's great calling is to work at keeping the peace and unity which God has given us. <clears throat> Nothing cuts the heart of God like divisiveness between his people, divisiveness which tears apart his church. The very thing God is doing is creating a new body of people to live together in the love and unity of his son. He's going to create a new heaven and earth in which there will be no other spirit. Therefore, he expects us to live in the love and unity of his spirit now. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Ephesians 4, verse 3, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Philippians, sorry, Philemon 1, 27, I believe. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And 1 Peter 3, verse 8, Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love his brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. There are seven basic reasons why we should walk worthy, and we touched those a little bit. Um, reasons to walk worthy and, and all we can to keep the peace and unity of God's spirit in the church. Why do we even need to stress this point, really? But far too often, there are churches where the peace and unity of believers fly apart. So the seven reasons why this should never happen to those who are walking worthy is there's only one body. We mentioned all the ones. There's only one body. We live in an imperfect world, and there are many different denominations and churches. How do we know we are in this body of believers? God gives a new birth to the believer. We must be born again. God makes a new creature. We're no longer the same individual in our hearts. Change life. God places his divine nature into the believer. God also sends the Holy Spirit and the believer's body becomes a temple for the presence of God's Spirit. With God's Spirit in the believer's life, he will bear the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, the new believers will want to be a part of the body of Christ, the church. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. As you think about those points, especially the last two points, wanting to be a part of the body of believers and also bearing the fruits of the Spirit, there's really no way a believer can be in conflict with another believer unless he is walking in the flesh and is in the backsliding condition. 
Ill spirits, a struggle for position, self-centered differences, a reactionary spirit, feeling superior, seeking our own way, forming cliques, being selfish, being envious, being angry, and we can think of more. But all these are contrary to love, joy, and peace. Such things have no place in the church, not in the new body which God is creating. There's only one true body of believers, not two, not one body over here and another body over there. This is the reason we are to strive to keep the peace and the unity of the spirit. There's only one hope, so only one body, and only as we keep the peace and the unity of the body can we walk worthy of God's great calling. Romans 12, verse 5, So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, Now you are the body of Christ, and members in particular. Ephesians 1, 23, The church in brackets, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Ephesians 4, verse 12, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Colossians 1, 24, it says, His body's sake, which is the church. In Colossians 2, verse 19, And not holding the head, from which all the body, by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministered, and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Another reason to walk worthy is there is only one spirit. The same spirit dwells within each of the believers. It is God's spirit that causes a man to be born again. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. John 6, verse 63, It is a spirit that quickeneth, that flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. Romans 8, verse 11, For if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by a spirit that dwelleth in you. It is God's spirit that calls and gifts and directs each member to fit, fit in and, and work within the body. We see in Acts 13, verse 2, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Romans 8, 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, But the manifestation the gifts of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. <coughs> Another reason to walk worthy is there is only one hope. Every genuine believer has the same hope. The great day of redemption, the hope of eternity. Titus 2, verse 12 through 13, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Reason to walk worthy, there is only one Lord. We bow before the same Lord. He is the master and king for all of us. We are called to live as he said. We are called to carry out his orders as one body. Matthew 7, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name we have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Why walk worthy? There is only one faith. There is no other way to God but by the faith founded by the Lord Jesus Christ. We all come to God the same way. There is no room for differences. We all stand on 
the same ground and on the same level. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Jude, Jude 3. We walk worthy also because there is only one baptism. All believers have given public witness to their faith by submitting to the ordinance of water baptism. Each has been identified as being members of the same body because each has been initiated through this baptism. Therefore, having entered the church through the same ordinance, we should not become divisive. Divisiveness denies and brings shame, bring shame to the meaning of the ordinance. Divisiveness is a reflection of the depth of our commitment. It shows that our sincerity in being baptized was lacking, greatly lacking. It shows that we care little for Christ and for our baptism experience, for the great ordinance which initiated us into the church. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, Romans 6, verse 3. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Galatians 3, verse 27, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The seventh reason to walk worthy is there is only one God and Father of all. As one God, He is creator of all, therefore supreme. As one Father... Of all, God loves all, and that's where our belief starts, doesn't it? God is love, and as above all, God is in control of all things. Mark 12, verse 29, and Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. First Timothy 2, 5, and 6, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. 1 John 5, verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. All right, moving on further in the chapter, we will see the effects of walking worthy. We could also use those as the reason for walking worthy, possibly, but the real reason of walking worthy is to honor and glorify God. But as it always um, does when we follow God's plan and will, it creates perfect symphony wonderful harmony. We all have our places to fill. Verses 11 and 12, I'll read those again. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We put it into our church life. We have school teachers, preachers, Sunday school teachers, song leaders, deacons, bishops, trustees, moderators, superintendents, moms, dads, grandpas, outreach, missionaries, and the list goes on. But it's all for the glory of God. Whoever God calls us, we need to walk worthy of our vocation. When we all do our part willingly and to the best of our ability, it brings about perfection of the saints. We accomplish the same goal in our ministry of the gospel, and it also edifies the body of Christ at home and abroad. <clears throat> We walk worthy when we allow the influence of other believers in our life, and we walk worthy when we strive to become more like Jesus. Walking worthy gets tested in church life, but it's no stranger to all aspects of life. We talked about that at the beginning of the message, and initially my thoughts for walking worthy were headed down that line 
of walking worthy in everyday life. But these scriptures had a lot to do with church life, and it really showed me that we don't get to choose where and when to walk worthy. Walking worthy is a complete change of life. It's a new life. In verse 17 to the end of the chapter, deal with the new life, the change that is evident to not only the believers that we worship with, but also to the world and whoever we rub shoulders with. We walk worthy by walking different from the world. Not as the Gentiles, it says. Not discriminatory or anything like that, but those who aren't walking worthy walk in the vanity of their minds. Our minds are powerful, and so easily we can allow them to control us and fill our thoughts and actions with worldly pleasures, worldly possessions, worldly power, worldly position, worldly religions, worldly ideas, worldly honor, worldly gods. When our minds are filled with those things, it actually does just the opposite. It empties our mind. Empties our mind of God so that there's nothing of worth left in it. Unbelievers have their understanding darkened. They are alienated from the life of God. They're ignorant and blinded because they choose to be. So much so that they become past feeling. They give themselves over to lasciviousness, uncleanness, wickedness, and greediness. Talks about that in the verses. If we are walking worthy, there will be stark contrast to this. We will put off our old ways and our minds will be renewed. We will love the things of God. Let's look at some of the contrasts again. Lying to speaking truth, from stealing to giving, from idle and corrupt words to edifying, graceful words, far-reaching and powerful, from disregard to the spirit to oneness and understanding of the spirit, from bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speakings to kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Verse 32 sums it up so perfectly as the whole thrust of walking worthy. While we can't earn or be worthy of what Christ has done for us, we have so much we really owe to him and to the world. Christ forgave us and made a difference in our lives. We in turn walk worthy of our vocation and show to the world the true meaning of it all by loving and forgiving. What are you known for? Are you known for being a good truck driver, the best stucco guy, the fastest loaderman, or the fastest processor, the quality construction guy, the best for computing and IT? Or maybe you have the best produce in town. Probably some of these individual points fit us quite accurately. Walking worthy may bring us to those places, but walking worthy is more than that. Walking worthy seeks to make a difference in the world and to bring glory to God. As we walk worthy in our day-to-day -day life, people will know without a doubt that our car is not stolen, that we live up to what we say and believe. They will know that we are a Christian and God's name will be glorified. God bless each of us as we recommit to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. Let's kneel for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning and to study your word. Pray that you will be with each of us, help us to walk worthy wherever you have called us. Help us to be a shining light in the city on a hill. Pray, Lord, that you would be with all of your people throughout the world, also for those who are searching for you or maybe have hard hearts towards you. Pray you would just soften those hearts. Pray, Lord, that you would bless our plans for this afternoon and communion this evening. May it be a blessing to all of us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.